Hello and welcome to the Teachers of Moderate Intelligence podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mike. And I'm Evan Computer Screen. And I'm Bree. And today we are going to be talking about uh, our lessons that just have failed tragically. Uh, and it's just bound to happen, no matter how, if you're a first year teacher or you've been teaching for 30 years, your lessons, at least one or two, are going to absolutely fail. Uh, and Evan, they, we're not talking about like maybe just like, oh, this didn't go well. We're talking about like the whole thing fell apart, right? No, we're talking like middle of the lesson. Uh, things kind of just shut down and you have nowhere else to go. Um, so what do you do in that situation? What do you do when you're standing in front of, you know, 30, 14 year olds and nothing to do? And don't forget, how do you cope with that? How do you uh, how do you, cope? How do you right. recover how do you, with that? How do you, how, mm -hmm. And can you recover? Mm -hmm. Can you clickbait? Clickbait. <laughs> uh, so, Brie, of well, course, we need to start with you. Yeah, right, I mean, you're so perfect I... in every single way. Do you have right, a lesson so... that failed? Well, if you would let me speak, Mike, um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lesson that kind of failed. A lesson. But... <laughs> that kind of, kind of. I would like to say a lesson. <laughs> okay, well, singular? I can think of two that didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> not even, not, not even failed. They just didn't go. Uh, as they planned. didn't go. Uh, they didn't get okay. all of the objectives. We didn't get to the exit ticket, and you know that just drove me up the wall. Anyway, <laughs> what do you got? Bri? Okay, so um, my second year teaching, I got switched from working with ninth grade and forensic science to teaching twelfth grade English. So I was still only about three or four years older than the majority of my students. Just to clarify, and, hold on, just to clarify, you're not, you weren't teaching forensic science to ninth graders, correct? No, I was teaching no, forensic okay. science to 12th graders and I was gotcha. teaching ninth grade English. And then, so just to clarify again, uh, at no point when you were teaching forensic science, did you buy aviators or play the hook? Correct. Oh, okay. Okay. So I was teaching 12th grade now and in my school, we have like common planning teams for all the teachers who teach the same grade level and subject. So That's I went nice. from co-teaching with my best friend in the school in the ninth grade department um, to co-teaching or common planning with the head of the English department who's been teaching mm. for like as long as I've been alive. That's not stressful at all. Not yeah, stressful at all for a second year teacher who, you know, I went to like two AP trainings, a um, different college readiness training over the summer. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, you're going to teach 12th grade. So I was really overwhelmed and I was like planning these lessons and trying to contribute, but like felt like I couldn't be my own type of teacher because they wanted me to work with her so I could like mimic her teaching style because she's awesome and she's inspirational and she's a fantastic teacher, but she's not me. And we're just mm -hmm. very different types of teachers. So we like planned this lesson together that I thought was going to go so well. And it had like this fun vocabulary building activity for Oedipus um, where they all had like on one side of an index card, a vocabulary term, and on the other one, the definition. So they were supposed to like go form a circle with word definition. And I forgot the index cards. Oh, because no. as I said, yeah, because as I said previously, I switched classrooms like five times a day. Yep. So yep. I had no mm. index cards and they're doing the do now. And as they're doing the do now, I realize I have no index cards and who walks in, but the assistant principal to observe me. Wow. Oh. Yeah. 
And she walks in. And so as they're doing the do now and we're going over it, I'm scrambling and writing like random things on post-its and just trying so hard to wing it. And it was an absolute beep show. Like it just did not turn out well. All right. Um, So you had a lesson that was pretty well planned and then it fell apart due to lack of materials. And then, all right. So so what was the, what was the end goal? How how did, Mm -hmm. what was the result here? The end result was actually one of the best moments because it was like the best lesson to learn. Because when I went and had my post-observation conference with my assistant principal, she said something that really stuck with me. And she kind of just reminded me that I'm me and that I should teach my own way and that like games and gimmicky things like that aren't necessarily my thing. And that like in when I get caught in a moment like that and I'm unprepared to just trust myself to come up with something else instead of scrambling to make something work when I'm not ready to do that activity. You know, a wise man once said last episode, just be yourself and embrace yourself. Oh, and who say, was that? Now, I I'm going to... I'm gonna, do, do you mind if I pick up with my story here? Because that is so interesting how mine is the exact opposite here. Ooh, let's hear it. Yeah, so... I'm so, curious how it's the exact I'm opposite. The yes, opposite. Games and gimmicky things is like my go-to. Like, I play <laughs> games literally once a week. I'm not joking. Every Friday, almost. Like, I'll come up with a game, and I just invent them off the top of my head sometimes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we kind of just walk in and, do, like, literally on my drive in on Friday morning, sometimes I've thought of a game and said, we're playing. Uh, so, anyway, this one time, I planned this game. Um, it was a Red Scare communism game. Oh, this is my favorite where, game. Uh, it's like a version of the red dot game. I don't know if you've heard of that. So super quickly, what happens is some people uh, get a card with a red dot. Other people do not. Uh, the ones with red dots are communists. The ones without are capitalists. And you have to try to find the communists without outing other, you know, outing yourself as, um, well, outing the communists and, and, and figuring out who those people are. But anyway, uh, so I create this game and it's this huge game. And f- first period loved it. Second period loved it. And then third, my biggest, my biggest class period. Uh, I walk in, I'm given the instructions, and then we go to play. And the kids, like, they don't even get up from their desks. Oh. I was like, uh, all right, like, come on. Like, come like on, what guy. do you like, do? Uh, like, exactly. So I'm like, come on, let's play. And I, that's the class with all the, you know, cool kids, if you will. So, of course, they're <laughs> looking at these few kids who who are, like, now, like, oh, this is stupid. Uh, so, I, you know, I give the directions again because I could tell, like, one or two kids just truly did not understand what I was saying. And in mm-hmm. the middle of me giving the directions, this girl raises her hand and goes, yeah, this is just boring. Oh, no. And I just, like, literally speechless. Like, in the front of this room, like, wh- where do I go? Standing in front of literally 24, 14-year-olds. And one of them now has just said, this is boring. And my only response was, you know what? It kind of is. So we sat as a class, and I'm not joking. I literally said, all right, how can we make this game better as a class? And then the game turned into literally designing a new game. Like, literally, we came up with a game together that we played later on in the day, and it went very well. But at the end of the day, like, we actually got the learning targets done. Like, they were showing me that they knew about the Red Scare by creating their own game about the Red Scare, just not at all the way that I planned it. So I guess like in terms of how to cope with that, it's more of like, you, you can't take yourself too seriously. Like a kid was being honest when they said, this is boring. I didn't take that personally. We just rolled with it. And I, I said, feel like right, how can we make it better? Uh, uh-huh. So really just extreme flexibility and knowing that 
if a student doesn't like your lesson, it has nothing to do with you personally. Like right. the student and I had a really good relationship and she felt comfortable enough to literally just raise her hand and say, yeah, this is dumb. So it, I guess best advice would be, yes, be who you are, stick with yourself. And if it's not working, it didn't work. Just brainstorm it together. Be flexible. Right. Uh, but in sometimes there's going to be lessons that you simply cannot recover from. Like what happens when you're in that itch situation where you, there's just nothing you can do to recover? And I, I've I've heard bits bits of this story already, uh, so I cannot <laughs> wait to turn this over to Mike. Yeah. So uh, I I think Brian Evan, your story is like you guys learned something from that. You learned a lot about teaching. And to be fair, I learned a lot about teaching from what happened to me as well. Although the lesson I'm, I'm already laughing. <laughs> the lesson didn't really reach any uh, attainable uh, learning objective. But anyway, it was a, the simplest lesson in the world. It was a review lesson. Uh, and we were doing Jeopardy. And I had not established at the beginning, look, guys, if I can't hear myself think, we're just not going to play. And they were all rowdy and they were all excited, blah, 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 blah. And especially in my first year, I wasn't really that great at getting a hold of the class. you don't have class. that well, management yet. But that's a yeah. whole other lesson. That's a whole and, other podcast. But Jeopardy just gets really competitive, no matter Very how good of classroom management mm -hmm. you have. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, so there's two characters. There's little Timmy, and we'll call the other one O'Brien. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so O'Brien is learning disabled. And O'Brien said something, and little Timmy turns around and says to O'Brien, shut the expletive up. And uh, I go, I go, I go up to little Timmy and I say, look, we don't talk to other students that way in class. And little Timmy goes, get out of my face. And I said, or outside of class, but or outside of class. That's true. <laughs> or outside of class. Uh, we don't talk to other students like that in this class. And then I made a mistake. I will acknowledge that I made a mistake. And this, uh, and I think that's the biggest thing, acknowledging your mistakes before you move forward. I said, what are you going to do about it to him? Uh, little Timmy, who, by the way, isn't that little. Uh, <laughs> little Timmy got up, pushed me across the room, walk, started to walk away, threw an empty garbage can at me, and then punched me in the face. Now, <laughs> little Timmy hits like, uh, I don't know, maybe a four-year-old. So it didn't hurt at all. And I'm not trying to just talk myself up. <laughs> oh, look at me. Yeah, so but you know, you know. I didn't even feel it. <laughs> just just shake it off yeah but but anyway but, but what it was what did hurt was the shock because i was standing in front of my classroom and basically completely dumbfounded and there's no other at the, yeah there's, there's no powerless i'd assume there's no better word for it thankfully the dean's office is right next to my room so the dean came and got little timmy pretty quickly how i rebounded was a couple things. One, I have absolutely excellent students, and a lot of them said to me on the way out, we're sorry, I hope you feel better. But I think the biggest thing that I did, which a veteran teacher told me, she retired uh, my first year, and I miss her so much because she was awesome. Uh, she told me the next day, look, you came back in the next day, you already won. And that's all I really needed to do. That's how I rebounded. Because one of the things about teaching is you're going to you're going to forget your index cards. You're going to have kids who raise their hands and say, I think this lesson's boring. And you're going to have kids who might, uh, this doesn't happen to everyone, but uh, you might have a kid who assaults you or 
more probably another student within the class. And the best thing to do is to just keep on keep on going because you're going to get through it and you're going to learn from the experience. And learn from it and, and reflect on it. Keep on going yeah. and reflect on it. Because I know Mike and I have had many, many a conversations. He called me that day of uh, where we kind of debriefed and and figured out, okay, what can we do in the future? Yeah. And I feel like that's definitely the most important part. As long as like even the lessons that go well, like you have to take a moment and reflect on what's going well or what's going poorly, because that's the only way you're going to right. build on it. So all of us have bad lessons, but sometimes we have lessons that are just unexpectedly good. And we don't really know why they turned out so well, or maybe we do, but that also calls for reflection. And that's actually what our topic is going to be in our next episode. I'm just excited to not talk about things that go terribly wrong. Uh, <laughs> that happens more often for some of us than others. No doubt. Oh, we, oh, I like how, again, I just want to point out, Bree's disaster lesson was she forgot index cards. And that's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like. I got I got assaulted. <laughs> I forgot my index cards, and you know, it just I just didn't know what to do without my index wait, cards. Wait, the other the other terrible lesson was when we were student teaching, and a student threw a desk at me. A whole, okay, why didn't you tell that story? Yeah, I didn't even know that happened. So much, but neither did I. Was this next door? This was in middle school. I'm imagining. I'm sorry, I'm talking over you, Evan. No, that's fine. I'm just shocked. No, please tell. It was was it in middle school? Because I really want no. to think I'm a seventh grader picking up a desk. No, it I was in high school, but it wasn't fourth. his fault. He was, you know, it <laughs> was in my, <laughs> it was in my um, ninth, tenth, uh, like it was like a self-contained class. Ah, so, uh, oh, believe and, me, that happens. Right, yes. and no, that makes I was sense. writing. I was just writing on the board, and you know how you can move text on a smart board. So I moved mm. the word, but the cross from the T didn't move with it. And I didn't notice. Uh, and I just kept writing and it was really bugging him. And yeah, he wasn't it triggered, happy. It triggered, yeah. yeah mm. And, you know, and he just didn't know how to handle it. So he picked up his desk and threw it at me. So, you know, no one was really at fault, but it, I, I was. Not pretty, ideal. Um, not yeah, ideal. not ideal. And then it was just like, <laughs> crap, what do you do with the rest of the kids while this is yeah. happening? You just take, yeah. uh, takes Mike's advice here and just keep on keeping on. Yeah, but I didn't really want to continue my lesson as like one kid was having a meltdown and the other, yeah, it was. Oh, to be clear, we did not continue the review. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take teacher's punch to the face for 500. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have any questions for us that you want us to cover, maybe in a future episode, please email us at teacherofmoderateintelligence at gmail.com. It's all one word, teacherofmoderateintelligence at gmail.com. Why isn't it teachers of moderate intelligence at gmail.com? Because Gmail has a 30-word character limit. You know, you gotta sacrifice sometimes. I mean, you know what I mean? Until next time, I'm Mike. I'm Evan. I'm Bree. And thanks for listening, Mom. <laughs>